another program of Woman at the Well Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. In our current series, we will be walking through the Psalms, picking out our favorite passages. We are focusing not only on what they say, but also how they are an expression of worship. We will see how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who He is and what He has done. We will point out the greatness of God and recognize His faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we are going to praise Him, learn of Him, and celebrate His goodness. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, focusing today on Psalms chapter 3. Hello and welcome to this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. I'm Kim Miller alongside Erica Close. Hello everyone, it's great to be here. And we are just excited about what the next few moments is going to reveal to each of us as we play in Psalms chapter 3. This week, you've got to choose the uh, psalms that we're going to do, so we'll let you lead, and I'm going to read, okay? All right, sounds great. So today we are in Psalms chapter 3, and as we always do when we're making decisions about what we're going to talk about in our podcast, we, we pray, and then, um, and then we study, and we see where the Lord takes us. And as I was studying for today, uh, the Lord stopped me in Psalms chapter 3. You know, so many of the Psalms um, are just so incredibly personal, and that's one of the things that I love for them so much. I think that they truly just show um, David's heart as he's talking to the Lord and then how the Lord responds. And so today we are in um, Psalms chapter 3, and again, David is talking, and he's talking to the Lord. So would you read it for us? I will, but I was thinking about one of the reasons um, that... People read the Psalms is exactly what you said, because David's relatable. Very. And he's also one of these people that if we're not careful, we will judge very quickly. Like, oh, he was a man after God's own heart. How could he do this? Or how could he do that? And what we really should see with David is his humility and his desire to do the right thing and be so grateful that those of us who are born-again Christians, have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us every moment of every day. And therefore, we have a teacher, an instructor, a comforter, a God, a director, a leader in the presence of the Holy Spirit within us at all times. And David did not, because the Holy Spirit came after Jesus ascended into heaven. And so David was visited by the Holy Spirit, and he would be light upon David, but he didn't have him in his inner being. And what an amazing gift it is to have the Holy Spirit within us. And even with that amazing leg up, so to speak, in walking a Christian walk, we find ourselves falling short because we don't listen or heed 
to what the Holy Spirit says. And so I love that we're in the book of Psalms because I think we're going to learn a lot of practicality for our lives. I think we're going to see a lot of grace that's demonstrated, but I believe we're going to see the power of Almighty God. And I love it. It was my mom's favorite uh, book of the Bible, and I believe she read it to me more than any other book. So I'm excited to be able to play in the scriptures. So we're beginning in Psalms chapter 3 and verse 1, and we'll read the entire passage. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, There is no help for him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. I love uh, the way this psalm starts because David is clearly in trouble. He is clearly, um, in my Bible, it says that this, this was written by David when he was fleeing from his own son. So he's clearly, you know, having a huge, in a huge issue right now. And he says very honestly, you know, there are so many that trouble me and that have risen up against me. And, you know, I think so often many of us can understand that feeling. That it feels like there are just people that are up against us or situations, you know, that are up against us. And it says, too, many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. And that verse really resonated with me. Because I think so often the world, when situations and people and events come up and we perceive them as coming up against us, we feel like those people or those situations or those events are saying, you know, God isn't going to help her in this. You know, I think that the, the greatest tool of the devil is to make us think that God is not going to help us, that there is no help for us in a situation or that we are alone in this situation. And I think it's because the world looks at us as being unworthy and they don't see that God looks upon us and sees the blood of his son and the potential of our life and the dedication and love that we have for him. And so it's not that we are worthy it's just that he doesn't give up on us, and because of him, he makes us worthy. It's the Jesus in us that allows us to be the ones that he reaches his hand down and picks us up. So the world gives up on us, but he never does. And we might give up on God, but God he will never does. give up on us. So even though that the Lord, the world says, you know, that God's not going to help us, or even if we have given up on God, if when we get down to verse three, David is saying, you know, but thou, you know, O Lord, but that's not the truth, right? Those first two verses are like, the Lord's not going to help you. And David is saying, but thou, O Lord, you are going to help me. And he claims like who, he, who the Lord is to him right? He states who the Lord is to him. We've talked about in our introduction about how so many of the Psalms are a form of worship. You know, one of the ways we worship Lord 
worship the Lord is by telling the Lord who he is to us, right? We say that all the time. And verse three says, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, right? The Lord is our shield against all of those people that have risen up against us or the situations. The Lord is my glory, right? Our glory comes from the Lord. Our glory is in the Lord, not in ourselves. And the lifter up of mine head. I love that part. So often I think our, you know, we're tired or our heads hang down, right? But it's the Lord that picks us up. And I think that it's kind of that Eeyore syndrome, you know, where <laughs> we, if we listen to the world, it's going to be, oh, woe is me. And if we listen to what the devil has to say to us, then we're hopeless. And that's his tool. He works in our minds, but we must commit our mind to the Lord and give him no space in our thoughts. Because the Lord is the lifter up of our heads because he tells us we are his children. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We have been redeemed The blood of the lamb was shed simply to save us of our sins. The blood of the lamb was a gift given to us that demonstrated the almighty power of God and the insurmountable abundance of his love for us. And that lifts our heads. And we can just look at the world and say, look at me. I belong to Jesus. And that's the glory the glory that we get in him is given to us because we claim who he is. And we become heirs to Jesus Christ. And we become part of his family. And we are assimilating his behavior as we are associated with his family. That's the glory. And that's the only glory we can have. I love that. I love how after uh, David sort of claims that, right? He claims his position in the Lord and who he is in the Lord. Then when we get down to verse four, it immediately talks about like his access to the Lord, right? He says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill, right? David is saying, because the Lord is my shield, right? And the lifter up of mine head, because I have this relationship with the Lord, I can cry out to the Lord. And he's going to hear me, even from the most holy of places. Because in him, I am holy. Mm -hmm. And I have access to God the Father through Jesus the Son by the redemption of his sinless, spotless blood. And so though the world may think I'm nothing, I have straight access to the Father through the Son. And that is incredible when you get a hold of it. And because of that access, right, we can look at verse 5. I laid me down and slept. Right? He calmly slept. Remember, apparently this verse, this psalm was written when David was fleeing. Right? Like he was fleeing. He was not in a good place. He probably wasn't sleeping in very comfortable places. Right? But it says, I laid me down and slept. I awaked. Right? I awaked all right, for the Lord sustained me. And there are just the entire scriptures 
back that up right there. He supplies all of our needs. He'll give us the strength we need to do what he asks us to do. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's coming back for us again someday. He daily loads us with benefits. The entire scriptures are predicated on that foundation that the Lord sustains me. I think that, you know, so often when we think about sleep, you know, from so many people, sleep is often elusive, very elusive. And, you know, so often I think when the, sometimes we just can't sleep, right? It just happens. But other times we can't sleep because there are just so many things like swirling in our heads. Like we can't kind of get our brains turned off. But I think that, you know, this is such an example of a time when David probably had a million things on his, on his heart and on his mind, but he was able to cry out unto the Lord and obviously give the Lord those things so that he could right, lay down and sleep and wake up. And the Lord sustained him through that sleep. Like the Lord took his cares. And I believe you bring up an amazing point. David no doubt gave the Lord his cares and allowed him to have them. And he didn't pull them back. And he didn't give his suggestion. He just gave them to him and laid in the trust and the security of an almighty God that cannot fail. You know, there's a the verse about casting our cares upon the Lord. You know, I think whenever I hear the word cast, I immediately go to a fishing sort of cast, which is a, you know, you cast the line out, but then it's a fishing pole. So you're, your intent is to bring it back, right? But the action of casting has nothing to do with pulling the line back in, right? To cast something is just to throw it. The cast is the throw. You know, David cast his cares upon the Lord. There's no provision for reeling them back in. No, I think when David cast his cares upon the Lord, he reeled back in the blessings. Right. He reeled back in the sleep in this case. <laughs> yeah. Right. He was able to sleep. And he didn't reel back the uh, problems. He reeled back the blessings. Exactly. If we look at that, so like in verse chapter four, you know, David is able to cry unto the Lord and have access to the Lord in the Lord's most holy place. Then he says he's able to lay down and rest, and the Lord sustained him in that rest. And then he says, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Right? He started off this psalm talking about how there were so many people that had risen up against him. Right? This indicates that there are armies against him, but he is not going to be afraid because he knows he can rest in the Lord because he knows he can cry out to the Lord. This entire chapter, the third chapter of Psalms, really is about the trust that David is placing in the Lord for the Lord to be who he says he will be. I really like uh, in verse 7, you know, he's saying, Arise, O Lord, and save me. And then he says, you know, thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. And as I was, you know, studying this and looking at chapter 7, I was thinking, you know, so often, you know, when things come at us, um, you know, we, we talk about things having teeth, right? Like an argument that has teeth because it's a good argument, right? Or, you know, a problem, you know, can cause a problem because it has teeth. It can sink in. But it just makes, makes, this makes me think, you know, the Lord has broken the teeth, right? It's given them nothing to attach with. They can come after him. And they can't even bite But us. they can't bite, right? They, they can't, can't get bite. him. They're not going to leave a mark. 
Right. And I think that just goes to show, you know, the world may come after us. Events, situations may come after us. But the Lord has taken the bite out of those events because of his protection, what he offers us. And then I think David just goes straight to just praising the Lord in verse 8 because he says, Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Right? Salvation comes from the Lord and his blessings he gives to the people. And I believe it just goes from the, the entire structure and foundation of Psalm chapter 3, where the sovereignty of God and the powerfulness of God and his faithfulness and, and his absolute watch care over us, regardless of what is going on around us. And it just culminates in this last verse when he says, the Lord who's, who saves us. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what power you think people have. The triumph and the victory will always belong to the Lord, and he is on my side. And I'm certain that at some point we will get to Psalms chapter 118 and verse 6 where we talk about the Lord is on my My side. side. I I will will not fear fear. what can man do unto me. And so that is probably a verse we will say throughout our series, but that's a wonderful place for us to close our time together today. And Erica, it has been a pleasure to walk through Psalms chapter 3 with you, and I hope that those who are listening will dig out their Bibles and really study and see what it has uh, to offer them and see where their heart is touched and inspired. And we would love to hear from you. You can go to our website at watwm.org where you can find a lot of resources and you can find a way to contact us because we would love to hear from you. So it is our prayer that you are ever in his presence and that you are seeking him daily. Remember you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved.
your soul She just knows whatever happens God is in control She's a happy girl Happy girl.